I don't know, can you? Should I let you? Have you earned it? Do you deserve it? Hi, uh, welcome to the first episode of Call Him Papa <laughs> Until uh, my fans find somebody better than this fucking title um, That was kind of a spontaneous thing that I just did uh, I just wanted to have a podcast uh, Oh, first of all, let me introduce myself I am Quentin, I'm French, I'm 27 uh, You may have seen me on the internet In the spicier sides and corners of the internet uh, I'm a porn star, not that I... Like, I just don't think as myself a part of the real industry because I don't work with many productions. But I have a good amount of views uh, on Pornhub, uh, OnlyFans, and Twitter. <clears throat> I think right now I probably have 13 million views on Pornhub, which is dope. So, yeah, you've probably seen me there. I have a TikTok as well that is doing all right in between bands and complete deletion. Oh, deletion? When it's getting deleted. Uh, so yeah, that's me, French British. I hope you recognized me. I hope <laughs> I hope you're like, oh, he usually doesn't speak like that. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't usually look that clean, uh, and like a choir boy. But that's me. That's me. Nice to meet you. Um, I decided to do a podcast. I have my little notes there. So if you find me stuttering and I'm looking down there, it's because I'm looking at my notes. Uh, I <laughs> and the first one was to introduce myself. So hi, Quentin, French British. You've already seen me. Um, in here, that podcast is just going to be me talking, maybe I have some guests. Uh, I don't have guests right now because I don't know anybody from the industry enough to invite them on this and for them to be okay with coming to a podcast with no views. So, for now it's just us. I hope you're happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. I'm going to drink a lot of water, which I think what we should do is a pact. When I drink water, you should drink water as well. Can we do that? So we all say hydrated. Also, I drink on camera because it makes my jaw light looks good. Same for the kisses. When men do photos with girls and they kiss them, it's because you do this and it makes your jaw light look good. First little gem of knowledge that I'm dropping on you. Uh, why did I decide to do a podcast? Like I'm not fucking busy enough making content for a lot of platforms. Um... There is a trend in it of high-value men podcasts, <laughs> and I hate that shit. Uh, and also a lot of confused people or doing podcasts and since they have a huge following, people tend to listen to them, even though what they say is often, oh, I'm trying to look, is often kind of wrong or not dumb, but just a bit confused. And they end up giving really bad advices, even though I feel like they shouldn't talk about well, we are going to talk about sex or relationship, but more about sex because I'm no relationship expert. But more about sex, and I feel like they give bad advices and create insecurities in people and a fake narrative and give just, yeah, all around bad advices, advices, bad tips, bad tricks. So I'm just going to try and give my own. Uh, I'm not expert, but I feel like I have more experience than those people that have podcasts. And I have no agenda, so what you're going to get is my, my word. Uh, you don't have to trust everything I say. You can challenge everything I say because that's how a healthy um, discussion exists. You can challenge whatever I say because uh, I don't have any diplomas. Uh, probably people that are actually sexologues or like actually experts with diplomas are going to watch my shit and be like, what the fuck is he talking about? 
But I feel like it's good to have many um, perspectives and opinions on sex to just broaden your horizon. And I feel like we just hear a lot of the same things uh, on the internet these days, like vanilla is bad, you have to choke, you have to spit, you have to slap for it to be good. I just don't want, I don't want it. If there's no slapping, I don't want it. And I feel like people have like fake conception of what good sex is or how it should feel or what it intends. So uh, that's why I decided to do a podcast. I was tired of seeing those little teasers of podcasts about sex and relationships just being, just not doing the right things just to be sensational and have more clicks. So I decided to do my own and I hope you'll be happy to be here with me and uh, just listen to me. And if you if you disagree with me, just I, I feel like I have a good accent or like a good voice, so just listen to me. And <laughs> like it's like we're on Quinn. Quinn is an audio porn platform. Go sub to it, it's pretty nice. Uh, so yeah, just listen to me, let yourself go. Um, be relaxed. This is a safe space and that's what I wanna do. I wanna do a safe podcast when you guys can come and ask me questions and um, and have answers without judgment. Uh, that's what we're gonna try to do and every time I do this, my camera shakes, so I'm gonna stop doing this because I'm too strong. So yeah, uh, first, um, asked questions on my Instagram. I was like, what do you guys wanna hear? Uh, what do you guys wanna know about the industry or maybe the little advices, the little situation that you're a part in that you maybe want a solution to or my opinion on. Uh, as usual, I did it last minute, so I didn't get many entries <laughs> because that's kind of, yeah, you're going to get to know me through this podcast. I do everything last minute. I'm very impulsive. Uh, so I didn't get much entry, uh, but I did get a few questions and mainly questions about me because I feel like, well, since I posted on my Instagram, you watching this, you probably don't know who the fuck I am. Uh, you can type French produce uh, on Pornhub or whatever and you're going to see my work. It's not safe for work, so be aware there's going to be nudity and sex. Uh, but like I ask um, people to ask me questions on my Instagram. And my Instagram is what well, people that follow me on Instagram are already fans of mine. So it's going to be questions about me. So I figured maybe I could reply to the questions about me first. So if people want to know who I am, they just come to the first episode of this podcast, which I think is going to be a weekly thing. Always say shit like that and then never respect it, but I'm going to try this time. Um, so yeah, just a few questions about me. Uh, the main one that comes back is, why did you start doing porn? Uh, and the, the answer is, uh, because I'm a, no, just because I needed money at some point and I was, was always very, very comfortable with my sexuality and uh, with being naked. Um, I'm a hypersexual. If you don't know what that means, me neither, but it sounds like something that I have, so I'm hypersexual. Um, it's just that I've always been very sexual from like the youngest age. Like when I was four, I was already tongue kissing girl my age. It was crazy. Um, I'd started young. Uh, masturbation started really young for me. Uh, sex kind of started young. I was 15. I don't feel like it's, it's probably all not like a normal age for generations now, but like back in the days, like I'm fucking 40. It was kind of young. It was the average, let's say. So yeah, I was sexual uh, from a young age. I was 
active. I still am active a lot. Um, and I need that I have a deep connection to sex. I'm questioning myself about sex all the time. So when I needed money and I was a student, uh, I was getting my bachelor degree in sports management. I didn't have much time to have an actual job that would bring me money because I was focusing on getting my diploma. So a friend of mine once came to my place and was like, uh, do you know about the site Chatterbait? And I was like, no, what's that? And it's like, it's a live cam thing. So you do live shows on there and uh, you're just gonna get paid with tokens, which is the money on the sites, the currency. I was like, oh, okay. And I tried, uh, first of all, because I thought it would be fun and also because I'm an exhibitionist. So I know we kind of get really hard from it. Uh, the first time I did it, I tried my hardest not to come right away because I was really excited about like a few people watching me just for entertainment. And it actually went, went pretty well. Uh, I remember having decent success on my first show. I was like, hey, that's pretty good. I made $25. It's not much. You may think, but it was like in an hour and a half, which is really good. And it was my first time as well. And uh, and I, f I felt like I was right at home. I felt good. I felt good interacting. Uh, if you've ever seen me on TikTok lives, you know, I'm pretty good at picking comments up, like making the um, discussion live. I'm basically speaking alone here. So, you know, your boy likes to talk. I like to hear himself talk like everybody that has a podcast on YouTube, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, I was right at home. I enjoyed it right away and um, then my fans were like, yeah, maybe you should uh, Try OnlyFans because it was at the beginning of OnlyFans. And I was like, yeah, why not? So I, try, I tried OnlyFans. I wasn't successful at first because OnlyFans is a hard thing to do When you don't have a six-pack and a 12-inch cock um, So I tried to try I was resilient and uh, I tried a new type of content. I, I tried role plays, I tried more dirty talk, something that connects you to the viewers more and it blew up, uh, especially thanks to TikTok a few months ago, it blew up even more, but I was kind of successful be before TikTok. So yeah, that's why I came to do porn, sexual from a young age, always sexual, hypersexual, uh, easier for me to, easy for me to get naked and to entertain an audience because that's what I like. And it just felt natural when I did it. It didn't feel forced at all. Most of all, didn't feel like work. So, yeah, that's how I got into porn. I hope that's a satisfying answer. I feel like um, when people ask, sometimes that they are waiting for a dramatic uh, backstory, um, like uh, issues with your family and shit. I, I have a very, very solid family. Um, parents are still together. Uh, very supportive. They, of course, know what I do, uh, which is the second question that I get asked the most. <clears throat> Uh, do you, does your family know what you're doing or your job is and it took me sometimes to tell them because you know you, I didn't want to worry my mom because I'm quite close to my mom and my dad as well but like my I knew my dad was gonna be like yeah you're you're the champ which he did at the end when I announced them what I was doing but yeah my I was my mom worries about me so I, would, I didn't want to worry her that much so I just told her at some point I was like don't worry I can't tell you what I do but it's legal not, no one is in danger and um, I'm not doing anything disrespectful or something. And he made it way worse because she was just imagining the worst things possible. So at some point we just had a discussion. I described my day. I described the work that I was doing. Sorry. I described the work that I was doing the, during the entire day. Uh, what it entailed. 
And uh, yeah, she understood and she was pretty proud because she understood that I was working pretty, pretty fucking hard. So it went well, which brings me to my number one advice <clears throat> to all the young people that watch me and want to be uh, OnlyFans models. And they always ask me the same question or often, do you think you can do it uh, anonymously? And the answer is no. Uh, people are gonna find out who you are and they're gonna blackmail you with it. It happened to a lot of friends of mine that started the same time as me. And since then they gave up because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't going good for them. And they were always scared shitless. If you think your family's gonna judge you, if you think you're gonna be disowned, you have to ask yourself, is a possible good financial situation because not everybody earns a lot of money on OnlyFans, but is a possible good financial situation is worth losing the love of my family, even though they're wrong for not loving you if you do that. To each their own, it's a cultural thing sometimes. So if you think you're gonna be disowned, don't do it. Don't do it. If you think your family's not gonna be understanding um, and they're gonna judge you, don't do it. Don't do it. That's my biggest advice. If you're not sure about their reactions, don't do it. You don't have to do it, first of all. There are other solutions, but yeah, <clears throat> just, don't, you're going to waste a lot of time and energy and mental energy by being scared of being blackmailed or your family finding out. So if you feel like your family is open-minded enough and you really thought about it, because the thing is a lot of young people, when, once they reach 18, they're like, yeah, I want to do that. It seems easy. You just put your news on the internet and you make a fucking millions of money because because they saw a dumb fucking TikTok girl saying she makes 100k a month on OnlyFans and which is probably true for her, good for her, but I hate that fucking narrative that it's that easy because it's not. There, You have a few chosen one. A few chosen one make a huge shit ton of money, but as you may know, it's like, I make a really good amount of money, I'm top 1.3% of the biggest earner of on OnlyFans. It means that everyone below me, so the, um, let's say, 90% of the people on OnlyFans don't make enough money to call it a salary, I think. Do you say salary or is, did I just say salary? Salary. Income. It's not basic. It's not a, a stable income if you're, I think, I would say below top 5% probably. I don't know. The numbers are not the same for everybody, but yeah. So yeah, a lot of young people think they're gonna have it easy while doing OnlyFans. It's not the case for everybody. Uh, the market is saturated as fuck. So I always ask them this, is your family gonna be open-minded enough to accept that? And also, have you thought about the consequences? Um, your nude is gonna be all gonna be on the internet forever. Uh, they're gonna be pictures of me with my eyes rolled back, <laughs> looking absolutely fucking dumb when I come on the internet forever. And uh, is this gonna be okay? That's the question, isn't it? Is it gonna be okay for you to live with that? Do you have any professional perspective or ambitions that are gonna be destroyed by the fact that you were naked on the internet at some point? So you have to think about everything before launching yourself in something that is not gonna be a sure success. Uh, don't let the narrative TikTok girls show you that they make a huge amount of money just by showing my tits once a day. No, that's not how it works. Um, and maybe it won't work that way for you, even though you're beautiful. Sometimes amazingly good-looking people don't make it up to OnlyFans or don't make it, sorry, don't make it on OnlyFans just for, I don't know, they're not good in marketing or they don't have the patience and um, they can't be consistent or on Twitter or 
on several platforms or they just don't have the nick for it, they just don't like it. It's not a sure success, so take it as like a very risky bet because that's what it is. OnlyFans is a very risky bet. I owe a lot to OnlyFans, I'm very happy about what I'm doing, but it took me a lot of time and a lot of uh, financial uncertainty to get to where I am right now. And I, I'm a special case, especially as a man. Uh, so yeah, that's the, well, okay. If you watch this, it's going to be a lot of parentheses. I always rail off, get off the rail. I always get off the rail. I just talk and talk and talk and I just, things are going in my brain. I'm like, yeah, I should probably talk about that. So yeah, uh, that's the thing. Okay, okay, so I am a little nuts right there. Questions asked about me. Um, and I think that's about it. Yeah, no, actually somebody asked me what it's really like to be uh, a male content creators and to be honest it has good points like the hate we get compared to to female workers compared to female content creators or sex workers in general we get way less hate uh, i'm going to be truthful we get way less hate uh when i post something about my activity there's not not no one's going to comment like motherless um motherless what, what uh, Fatherless activities. No, no one's gonna comment motherless activities or some shit like that. Or your dad must be proud. It happened once or twice at the beginning on TikTok, but the amount of hate I get is way, way less, like difficult to handle than what female content creator gets. So that's the good point. The bad point is that the market is way smaller. Um, I happen to make videos for women. Uh, luckily, they like what I do, so that makes me. Um, Lucky, I guess, privilege in the, in the on the market, but it's hard to for a lot of men to grasp what market they want to um, attract. So yeah, the market is way smaller because, it, well, I I think it's not a secret for anybody if I say that straight male are the biggest um, uh, spender. I think we say they spend the most money <clears throat> on OnlyFans. So. Except if you do couple content with somebody that is really hard or with the best actresses, you're not going to have many straight male followers. Uh, so you're just missing on a huge part of the market. Uh, so your niche is going to be very important. So yeah, the market for male content creators is kind of more difficult uh, because we have less um, potential clients and customers or fans or whatever, however you want to call them. Uh, so yeah, what it's really like, it's really easy, isn't it? It's kind of difficult. It's easy when it comes to <clears throat> how people perceive you. People are like, well, what a champion, what a playboy. When they're going to call female content creator a whore or a slut, uh, not in a cute way. Uh, but it's difficult to find work, I feel like, because like usually I try to collab with professionals and uh, it's always difficult to get in contact with them. And they're very cautious because there are a lot of straight male um, in the industry that are, if not abusers, that are really, really dishonest in the way they work and the way they act around their partners or their co-stars. Uh, they're kind of stingy with the fucking content or they bass by boundaries, don't respect them often. And the biggest content creator you see out there, they are still working. I've been uh, accused of things on set and they are still working because that, I don't know why, but that's how it works. It seems in the industry like, um, if you don't have a huge following, you're going to struggle to find people to collab with <clears throat> because of those dudes that do 
that do us really bad, like that give us the um, worst reputations. Um, but also those dudes are still working because they have a huge following and a lot of female content creators don't care about the allegations, they just want to collab with somebody with a huge following. So yeah, when you get started being a male content creator, it's kind of tough to be able to find people to work with. Uh, but if you can do that, I feel like that's the only difficulty you can have as a male content creator. You have to be... The thing is, is women and uh, gay men, or which are the people that watch me, for example, or harder to satisfy than a straight man. A straight man is going to be like, if you show him a pair of tits, he's going to see that pair of tits a thousand times, he's going to be happy about it. And that may sound, uh, is it misandry? Misandry? That may sound sexist, what I'm saying right now. Like I'm just calling a straight man, not Dumbo or anything, but that they are easier to satisfy. I mean that, because sometimes I see those amazingly successful OnlyFans models and that's what they do, they just post fucking bikinis photos and the same every single fucking week and dude are still fucking clicking. And I feel like women and gay men are harder to satisfy in the content they like, so you have to be better than that. You're not gonna go far if you post pictures of your cock and your abs like three times a week, people are gonna get tired of it. And some people still make a huge amount of money by doing that, just that, but it's because they are one in a million beautiful. Uh, which is not the case for me at all. Um, not that I'm fishing for compliments, but I'm just saying like that I'm not well known because of my looks, it's because of what I do and how I make people feel. So yeah, you should definitely, before you, if you were a male content creator and want to get started, remember that you have to be, um, you have to ask more from yourself. The content you're going to have to put out is going to have to be creative and to be different. It's not the same market as for girls when they can all post the same pictures and they're going to have sims anyway. So yeah, that's how it is to be a male content creator. It's not harder or, or easier, it's just very different. You have to... I feel like you have to put more effort into your content as a male content creator, as a male content creator because your target is going to be more... Uh, shit, I keep on trying to say that fucking word in English, I can't remember it. They're going to be more expecting i guess you're gonna expect more of you the expectation is gonna be harder higher to achieve harder to achieve higher to reach anyway higher expectations from your target than from the target of the female content creators am i making sense uh i don't know probably not but you like my voice so you're gonna stay anyways <clears throat> So that was the questions about me. People ask me always, like, what are, your, what are your hobbies and everything. I'm a boring person, first of all. Just like 90% of people like to read, like to work out, like to do boxing. I watch shows, I watch movies. I go walk with my very cute dog. Uh, that maybe I'll show him, maybe we'll do a podcast with him. Ask him his opinion about me. Um, so yeah, I just just a normal dude, you know, like this work doesn't let you have that many hobbies because it's 24 seven things. You have to be on the different platforms, posting, uh, you have to reply to the DMs the entire day to make sure people are not waiting that long. So you don't lose that connection you have with them, because to me, that's really important. You have to make the content you post, sorry, you have to schedule things for your career uh, so it's a lot of 
love working 24-7. You always, you always have your phone in your hand uh, and imagine, like, for example, you may go to the office from 9 to 5 and you come back home and that's it. My office is in my phone, so whenever I get my phone in my hand, I'm working. So it never ends. And it may seem easy to a lot of you, but it's kind of taxing, mentally taxing at some point. Uh, so yeah, I have hobbies, but they are hard to practice sometimes, uh, is what I was trying to say. Okay, I have more questions and stories uh, given by fans. Uh, we have a few audios. I don't know if it's going to work out. I didn't think things... I didn't think... I didn't think things through, in case you... You didn't notice already. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have a few questions from the fans. Uh, wait, I, I have one in my head actually. Okay, wait, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna fucking try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna fucking cut. I'm gonna edit that out for sure. Or should I leave it so you guys see me struggle and it's maybe funny for you? I don't know. Um. Okay. What is that? Okay, the thing is, people send me words, but they don't send me questions. So, how am I supposed to... Oh my god. Okay, let's do the stories first. Uh, we're gonna f start with... Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry, that cut out. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I hope you guys can hear it. I'm gonna try and put the phone next to the fucking mic and see if it works. So, like a few months ago, I was dating this guy. It was this season that we were in a hotel, and um, he did this weird thing on my butt where he like hit me in a very weird way, but I didn't like that. So I started crying and I he stopped. Of course, I stopped him. Uh, and I started crying viciously for like 10 minutes. I don't know what he did, but he hit me really hard, like like he was going to kill me. <laughs> I don't know, this is how I felt. But he didn't get mad or anything, but he, he wasn't listening to me. Like, I don't like that, I like this way. And he wasn't really listening to me. And his whole attitude was, um, I've, you finished, so it's okay, I don't have to listen because you finished, but I didn't. So, my question is, am I in the wrong? Oh, it cuts out, wait. <laughs> my question is, uh, was I wrong, like, thinking that I have to satisfy him also because I finished and he didn't, but he was really hard to finish also, for whatever reason. And, um, yeah. Was I in the wrong for, like, everything? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a really good question. That's a horrible story, to be honest. That's again, the first time I heard it. I was like, oh, that's that sucks. Of course not. You're not wrong for stopping whenever you, for stopping whenever you feel discomfort. And that's why a lot of, I think a lot of women have to understand, and a lot of men as well, because uh, men tend to be like, I can power through and finish. You don't have to. <clears throat> just like women if something makes you uncomfortable stop stop you don't have to feel guilty then finishing is not like a mandatory um, thing during sex you don't have to finish for sex to be good or for sex to be over you can finish before that you can stop it before that if you're not comfortable and clearly 
that dude made you feel very uncomfortable because he hurt you and you didn't like it and instead of taking care of you afterwards and apologizing was like yeah i'm not gonna listen because you came and i didn't that's awful so of course you're not wrong about telling him to stop you're not wrong about not wanting to do it again and you're not wrong about crying we tend to minimize how things feel during sex and uh, sometimes it can be quite intense this is why you need to take care of people afterwards um all the hormones all the things everything at the same time sometimes it can bottle up and just explode so of course not you're not wrong at all from for for stopping someone because they made you feel bad and hurt you and made you feel uncomfortable. That's not, that's never going to be a wrong thing to do. Uh, and I hope you see this and I hope you understand that you can stop whenever you want without it being an issue and without ever feeling guilty. Don't, if they are, if your men making you feel guilty for that shit, just throw the fucking men away. Let's start. He shouldn't make you feel guilty for him making you feel bad or uncomfortable or hurt. That's not how it works. Your comfort should be the first, 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 first priority for him. So fuck him. I hope you never see him again. And you shouldn't. And there we go. <laughs> that was the first story. I got mad, uh, didn't I? Like, it was just that I, I thought it was pretty, like, intense as a story. Uh okay, so one time I had a guy... Definitely Australian. From just from the okay, <laughs> definitely Australian, isn't it? Okay, Australian. I over who over. was younger than me. I'm 20 years old and he's 18, turning 19. Um, and I never go for younger guys. I always go for older guys because they obviously have like more experience. Um, and <laughs> he, I went down on him for like not even a minute, and he came. And then I was like, oh, are you going to get hard again? Because he was going soft. And he goes, yeah, 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 I'll, go, I'll get hard again, I'll get hard again. And he goes, oh, can't eat you out? I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. So he goes down. <laughs> the accent, can't eat you out. <laughs> it's so good. I, I wish we could just, okay. He's yeah. using teeth. Like, I don't know how yeah. he does it. But for some reason, he was using teeth. And I, I told him, so like, you're using, teeth, you're using teeth. He goes, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. Keeps going. Thinks he's rubbing my clit, but he's actually rubbing... I think she meant to say rubbing my left lip, yeah. But it's okay. So then we try to do it again, and he doesn't get hard. So then I just say, all right, you just have to go home, like, whatever. So then I just finished myself with the toy. <laughs> because the toy is always thirsty. Um, thirsty. Um, okay. Okay, so many things about this. <clears throat> Age has nothing to do with how good you are at sex. I really want to talk about this because... <clears throat> go of that narrative that if you have more experience, you're going to be better. Older men do better. Maybe older men has, have given shit dick for longer, that's it. <laughs> They've been giving in no fucking energy to our being good lovers their entire life. So that's definitely not going to be bad. I'm only 27. And I... People tell me, oh, you, you look young. How come you fuck like that? It's just... Experience doesn't matter if you're not going to do anything with it. By that I mean... You can spend more time fucking, but if you're not making any effort to make the fucking better, it's not going to amount to anything.
And sometimes I feel like uh, inexperienced people are better because you can teach them what you like, whereas experienced people think they know and you're not going to be able to teach them, teach them anything. So first of all, you're wrong for that. Also, the fact that you came under a minute, congrats, you're really good at it and you made it come. So I, I don't think that's just, you're not shaming him. I'm not saying you're shaming him, but when it doesn't last, it's, I feel like it's very flattering. I, for example, happens to me all the time when I finish faster than I thought I would, when I'm really excited and very attracted to somebody. Uh, luckily, I have stamina so I can go again. Um, I think the first mistake was like when you told him, are you going to get hard again? That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot. Like we men already put so much fucking pressure on ourselves uh, for doing intercourse because we want to be good. We want to be performing because we have that, that really weird view of how sex should be and how we should be at it. So yeah, uh, don't add external pressure. Please don't add, don't add external pressure. Like, are you going to get hard again? Don't say anything. Just enjoy the vibe. And if it has to happen, it will happen naturally because that's how the best sex happens naturally without any pressure, without any expectations or like outcome expectations. <clears throat> The allergies are fucking strong with this one. Holy shit. My little, my palate is fucking scratching. I just want to not suck a dick, but rub something on it. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's your second mistake. Uh, don't put external pressure. Um, first mistake was to not be as good as you are sucking dick. <laughs> um, the eat you out thing, though. I'm sorry you had to experience that. If you was... Like, maybe you should have coached him to do what he wanted, but if he doesn't want to listen, you can't do anything about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, if they don't want to listen, just persevere for a while. And if they still don't want to listen, even though you're trying to uh, create a communication, uh, just fuck it. Just honestly fuck it. That's it. Um, but that was a really funny story. To be honest, I really liked it. <clears throat> Okay, let's keep going. My allergies are getting worse and worse because the wind is so strong. Um, so yeah. Okay, wait. There's, like, he was bragging about how he got into his threesome with these two other girls, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> and I think that is kind of like a bit of a red flag before you have sex with someone, I find it, because they're trying to say like, oh, I'm so, I'm so good, I'm so good, but they're actually not. Well, the thing is with that, that's a really good thing as well. I should have like fans as guests so we can just talk about shit. God, the fucking hair is out of control. It's okay. Anyway, um, that's not a red flag in my opinion. And here is why. <clears throat> I brag all the time. Where's beginning to that answer? No. There is a difference between arrogance and bragging and confidence. Sometimes I talk to my new partners about my old experiences so they can learn and like know who I truly am and how, what I expect about, not expect, but like what I look for when I have sex. Um, if he was bragging about a threesome trying to make himself look good, it's because he's insecure. So I, I get what you would say is a red flag. But I don't like that fucking dumb trend on TikTok when people like how oh, if you call him if you say he has a small dick and he's like yeah so what about it, it because it's because you have such a big dick like actually 
And it's not that. It's when you, if you tell me I have a small dick, I'm gonna be like, no, I have, I have a pretty big penis. And like, I don't know. It's part of those ten trends of TikTok that are gonna change the, like how a whole generation acts. Um, it's so stupid. It doesn't mean he has a big dick. It doesn't mean it's, it just means it's secure, I guess, or just playing with you, or is it just so that TikTok so now is trying to act cool. <laughs> Uh, but bragging is not good, but telling you about its past experiences is pretty good sometimes because you can learn more that way. I'm pretty confident in how I may, can may, I can satisfy a woman. So I may brag before sex just to like hype them up and to help myself out sometimes. So yeah, uh, not necessarily a, a red flag. Maybe it depends on how, how it happens. Mm. Yeah, it really depends on how it happens. <coughs> Depends how it goes out, like how it uh, blurs out of his mouth. Like if it's like, yeah, dude, I was fucking those two chicks, man. And make them come like 20 times in four minutes. I'm so, I'm such a chad. If it's like that, yeah. But if it's like, yeah, I, I, I that sex was good. I did that and that and I really enjoyed it. That's better. That's information. Information is really important in uh, sex as well. Information, knowledge is power. And it has never been more true than for sex. Knowledge is, knowledge is definitely power. <clears throat> Uh, next next story because I feel like we have another questions. We have so many questions. We don't have that many questions, but I just like to make myself uh, Make the podcast look more important than it is by saying we had so many entries. Wow um, Where is Mel? Okay, what was that? For your podcast, I would love to hear more about uh, being in the first of all very hot voice very cute voice okay in the sex work realm online sex work and what that means for you as a man um, that. what sex positivity means to you oh that's important and i'd also like to hear like relationship and dating advice from the male perspective especially um what men think of women who are in sex work women who have high body counts women who are who are me may be more promiscuous than they are um and also what men really want in a woman in 2022 okay let's go uh, i've talked about already about the sex uh, male sex worker thing um i feel like the most important thing in this message there are many um body positivity what does that mean for me and because i had also had this question about i need to stop itching my nose but it's so Okay, stop thinking about how fucking itchy it is. Um, because I was uh, asked, why do I think my porn is inclusive, 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 and po body positive? And it's because I'm showing all type of people with all type of bodies, all type of skin colors, all type of pussy. I do not care. I like all women. If you know me, you know that. It's just, it's <laughs> that's gonna sound ridiculous, but it's all about the vibes. Uh, if I can feel somebody and I'm attracted to them, even though they wouldn't have like the physical feature that I usually look in women, I'm still gonna go for it because I know it's the connection is gonna be good. And so that's how I work. This this is why I, I can work with a lot of different type of women uh, without betraying what my type is or without it being non-pleasurable for me. Was that this? Yeah, I hope that made sense. Uh, so that's how I see my porn as inclusive. I want to um, I want to show people a porn that they can identify in uh, And that's what I'm trying to do uh, my view on body positivity um, 
I don't have any views on it. I used to be fat, I have the stretch marks, uh, I'm still a bit overweight. So I'm touched by the subject firsthand, uh, which is why I want to change that um, setting of porn when people have to be beautiful to the porn. Not beautiful, but like conventionally attractive with the six pack or uh, like the six feet dude six pack with the tattoos and like the huge dick. That's what I want to change all those girls with like the perfect labia, like no labia at all, uh, no lips, no anything. Uh, the, the fucking pussy has to be bleached, so is the asshole. I don't care about any of that. And I want to show people that it's not what reality is and that's not what's expected of, expected of them. Uh, I feel like body positivity shouldn't be only about weight. Uh, to be honest, it should be about stretch marks and all these little details that I just gave you. So that's what I'm trying to do with my content. Uh, so yeah, that's what I think about body positivity. Then she asked me about relationship advice, which I can't give because I'm not an expert. I'm good at sex, but that's about it. Um, the thing is, she asked a really decent question. Not decent, good. About how men feel about girls with high body count. <clears throat> or sex workers. It all depends on the men. Uh, this is not a high value men podcast. I'm not gonna tell you, yeah, dude, she, uh, she's lower value, so she should treat you like a king and you should even touch her. No. Men that are insecure, women being, uh, no, men that are not comfortable with women being sex workers, it's okay. Doesn't mean they're insecure, doesn't mean they're a bad person, maybe they don't have the mental capacity to share because you're not actually sharing your, your significant other when you do that job, but like other men looking at her, maybe they don't have the confidence to deal with that, maybe they don't, they don't have the energy to deal with that and be okay with it, and that's not that's okay, that doesn't make them weak, uh, that doesn't make a bad person, it's okay to each their own. Um, high body count though, I feel like that's more of an insecurity thing. Uh, if you don't like women with high body count, it's not because they're too used or anything like that. It's because you are insecure about the fact that there are too many partners and they actually know what they like and what they want and you're scared you're not going to be up to the task. Let's be honest with that. Like I, uh, I, when I was very, when I started having sex, I feel like I was like this. Uh, then I, it changed because I understood that with communication you can just be better than anybody else. Not that it's a competition, but it is because I'm a Capricorn. Just kidding. Um, no space racism here. Uh, so yeah, I feel like it's an insecurity thing. You just don't want to. The more competition you have, the more pressure you have, and some men don't have, don't want to have to deal with that pressure. Kind of weird. Uh, but I understand it in a way because I was that dude. But now that I'm confident in who I am, the body count doesn't matter. The more, the higher it is, the more. No experience she has, but she she can know what's good for her, what satisfies her, so she can communicate it to you and you can have good sex from the get-go. And I feel like that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, as for relationship advice, what men want in 2022, that's it. <laughs> I, I don't want to roast you and say that's a dumb question. But never ask somebody, a demographic, one person to reply for a whole demographic. Because I can't tell you what men want, I can tell you what I want. But I can't tell you what men want. I feel like we all want different things. Uh, I feel like there is a good trend uh, about uh, men being able to be vulnerable in front of uh, girls they like and uh, receiving compliments and receiving flowers and shit. And I feel like that's 
a trend you should definitely play into if you want to make a dude happy and satisfy men. But as for the rest, I don't know, we all diff we're not really all different because I'm pretty sure there are like a hundred dudes like me that want exactly the same things as me, but we're all, we all have different expectations, different needs, um, depending on the experience we had, uh, our childhood, whatever, <clears throat> if you have mommy issues or something like that. So yeah, it's, dif it's a different thing. It's a difficult thing to just tell you uh, what all men want. I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, but I feel like in 2022, we're going to be able to be more vulnerable, so you can definitely use that to your advantage, <clears throat> make them feel safe, make them feel appreciated. So yeah, that's what I would uh, say. My nose is so itchy, those fucking allergies are fucking kidding me. Okay, wait, I think I have a new uh, last little video. Okay, there we go. Hi, Quentin. Oh. <laughs> okay, I have two questions. Um, you can choose which one you want to answer or maybe both. I'm going to answer both. So, I've been married for almost 20 years. I got married in my teens. And I've been pretty oh. vanilla. I mean, actually very vanilla. Okay. I wouldn't even let my partner see me naked in the light. Absolutely vanilla. And for the past year, um, I've discovered a lot about myself and my sexuality hey. okay. and a lot of different kinks and fetishes that I have. Um, thankfully, my partner was really into it. Of course. And Has so been far, it's been really great. But, okay, so here come the, comes the first question is limits. Like, how do you negotiate between what you think you want and what you're actually capable of doing? Like, what are your limits and how do you deal with that? Have you tried things out and then ruled them out or just took them off the table immediately? Uh, okay, that's a very interesting question. Um, I feel like you have to try things to know if you don't like them or not. There are things that you're going to rule them rule out like immediately because you know it's not who you are. Like For me, for example, it's age play and race play. Uh, I don't want to pretend like I'm fucking somebody younger or I want to say the N word. I don't want to say the N word uh, to get off. That's not my thing. That's not what attracts me. But I feel like if you're like in a, in a gray area about a kink, you should try it um, in a safe way. That's why you have to be in a very uh, safe and trusting relationship because you're going to have to stop anytime uh, without repercussions. So you have to be able to say stop and be confident that the person you are with is going to actually stop. But definitely try them. Uh, there's not, I, I do have limits. Well, I just tell, told you age play, race play is not my thing. I feel like hard impact will be a tough one as well. But I do like to slap. I don't know. Uh, but I, I will try things. I will try things. If I don't like them, I just stop. And uh, that's it. You just have to be in that comfortable environment when you're going to be able to stop anytime and with somebody that you have really good communication with. That's about it. That was actually a really easy, answer, <laughs> a really, um, easy question to answer. Uh, so yeah, limits, you just try. And if you don't like it, you just don't do it. Just question yourself a lot and have that really healthy, safe relationship with your partner that is gonna allow you to try things without like any danger. Oh God. <coughs> Whew, fuck, okay. Said I've been exploring and do, trying new things mm -hmm. and my partner was actually okay with me opening some sort of a different private account um, and allowing myself to express myself. Mm -hmm. But I'm a little worried. I am a teacher. Um, I work with students. I direct. 
and I don't know. I'm like, what if they see me? What what's gonna happen? Am I gonna lose my job? Um, I don't know. How do you deal with that? Also, like, how do you cope with this? I know you've been. You told us that you've been recognized um, once or twice. Does your family know? Like, how much do you really expose yourself, and how do you stay safe? Like, what are your tips? Okay. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you. Um, not like she can hear me, but she will watch this, so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, sharing yourself on the internet, I talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, but it's a risk, isn't it? This is my job, this is my full-time thing, it's not a side gig, it's what I do. It's uh, being recognized as a consequence, and it means that I'm doing my thing right, but for you it would mean the end of the world, because you would potentially for maybe lose your job or lose friends, so I would tell you it's too risky, if you're not ready to, but that's about that's between you and yourself. It's if you're ready to face the consequences because it's a need you have to show yourself, and for people to see you, you feel like you would be more, um, you'll flourish more that way. Definitely do it, but if you feel like the um, consequences largely outweighs the, um, the 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 pleasure and the whatever happiness you get from it, don't do it. How do I deal with it? Um, whenever I put my face on Chatterbait, I was like, okay, your face and your penis is gonna be on the internet forever. Are you okay with that? And I was largely okay with that. But again, it's very easy for me because I'm a man. I want you, like, I want you to understand that I acknowledge that. If you're a woman, it's gonna be maybe very different for you and maybe very difficult. So you have to outweigh everything. Like, do I wanna do this? Is gonna bring me more than it's gonna make me lose. And that's about it. That's how you protect yourself by thinking about it before doing things. Coming from me, that is very impulsive and always does shit uh, without thinking and just thinking after. Luckily, it played well for me, but there are risks and you have to know it. So just, yeah, weigh the option. Uh, understand what the risks are, what the consequences are. And um, if you feel like you need to do it, do it. If you feel like you would lose too much, don't do it. Don't risk it. It's not. You have a good marriage, you have a good job you're happy with. Why would you ruin that? I mean, we always want more, and I get that, but don't be greedy. It's okay to have what you have. Uh, if you can do it in a safe way, just showing yourself without showing your face, uh, do it. I mean, I mean, if you're sure about not being able to be recognized, but don't add stress to your life, stress about being blackmailed or being found out. And I think that's why I think we're going to end up with this, because it's been a fucking 52 minutes and my allergies are getting actually bad. My nose, I just want to put two of my fingers down my and scratch my fucking brains from the inside. Um, <clears throat> also, I want to eat a fucking cactus so I can um, just scratch my throat. Anyways, it was a pleasure to have you with me. I hope you liked it. If you didn't know me, it was nice to meet you. I hope my voice wasn't too annoying and um, I hope you could understand what I was saying. Um, even though I have a heavy accent those days, these days. Uh, I hope you learned a thing or two. That was just um, an introduction. I think we're gonna get more on like actual situation next episode, having guests or having just fans come in, just call me during the during the thing. And uh, I, I'm really thankful for you to be here. Uh, I hope I'll see you next time on the next episode of Call Him Papa, uh, which is a reference to Call Her Daddy, in case you didn't know, which is another amazing podcast. Not to say that this one is amazing, but I hope it's gonna be. Uh, so yeah, next episode I'm calling him Papa until my fans uh, find a better title. See you. Thank you for being here. Bye.